Hey guys, welcome back to the Harvest Valor podcast. This week's conversation will be found in Acts chapter 16 titled, Discerning God's Guidance. Now many of us have wrestled or are wrestling with knowing what God wants us to do. We ask questions and pray prayers like, God, what is your will for my life and what opportunity should I take? These questions can be asked in the context of finding the right job or, or even the right career path. Or maybe it's what school to attend. For some of you, you're being called into ministry and maybe the questions come up, should I go into seminary or should I go into a Bible college? For others, it could be the person you want to marry, asking God for guidance in a dating relationship. It can also be asked in missional work, looking to God for direction on where he wants you to go and what people group you are being called to share the good news. To put it simply, the Christian life consistently needs discernment for God's guidance. Personally, I recall the days leading up to when I was entering into full-time ministry. In that particular season of life, I was working as a waiter at a local restaurant, and I really enjoyed where I was working. I was serving and being hospitable to customers, and I was even being a witness for Christ, standing for the kingdom and being kingdom-minded there and, and sharing Jesus with my coworkers. To be honest, I saw the gospel working in the lives around me, and it was quite amazing. At the same time, outside of the workplace, I spent most of my time serving in the church. I was involved in men's study, in the young adults ministry, the recovery ministry, and I was also hosting a Bible study at my house on Monday nights. To say the least, I was using my singleness uh, for the glory of God, and God was doing great things, giving me many opportunities uh, to partner in his kingdom. What I didn't realize was that he was going to do something I never had imagined, He was going to call me into vocational ministry. Although I didn't see it at first, and at times I was quite doubtful about my abilities, there were faithful men in the community that would affirm my calling to serve the church as a shepherd. At first, I kind of disregarded these comments. But after a while of receiving these encouragements, I started to believe that they were from the Lord. And so I started to pray for what God wanted me to do and where he might use me within his kingdom. Common sense really led me to believe it would be in the young adults ministry because I was uh, really involved there in ministry and, and I served as a leader on Friday nights and I even led a small group at my house. And to me, it was the most logical move for God. However, as Isaiah 55 states, God's ways are not our ways. His ways and thoughts are higher than ours. In light of this truth, as I continued to pray and seek God's guidance, I remember one day having a heavy impression laid upon my mind and my heart to ready myself to leave my job and to go into ministry. It was over a two-week period that I felt this way, and I had no idea how it was going to work out or what it was going to look like. All I knew is that God was in control, and He was going to do something good. One day, out of nowhere, uh, one of the pastors at Harvest called me and asked to meet with me. When we eventually met up, he asked me if I would be willing to come work for him full-time in the high school ministry. I was blown away by this, and to be truthful, I was shocked because I never thought of serving the youth. I really thought I was going to be called into a different ministry. Nevertheless, I knew God had already been working on my heart to step into this position and trust Him in His guidance. So, I did. At the time, I had no idea why God opened this opportunity and closed the other one. 
But as time passed, I would come to realize that if I would have waited for the other opportunity to work in the other ministry, it would never have had happened because eventually the ministry would dissolve and become non-existent. See, God said no to one thing, but he said yes to another. What is quite amazing about this reality of God's guidance is that we see the early church identify with God's leading in the mission field. In Acts 16, verses 6 through 10, we read of Paul's missionary team traveling from South Galatia to Troas, as they will soon be called to Macedonia. Along the way, they tried to make their way into Asia and other places. Most commentators say this means Asia Minor or Ephesus. Yet, what we notice is twice the text informs us that the missionaries were vetoed by God's guidance not to enter these cities. First by the Spirit, and then another by the Spirit of Jesus. Now, the passage doesn't really tell us how they were stopped from going into Asia, Um, Maybe it was the Lord's peace or provision being withdrawn from their journey, or merely circumstances were putting up roadblocks from them to go any further. Spiritually speaking, maybe it was through prayer that they received impressions from God not to go forward. Whatever the case may be, all we really know is that the Spirit engaged them in a way that they knew God's hand was leading them where they should and shouldn't go, and that Jesus' authority was still working in the church. Reflecting on this, I'm sure there are past situations that come to your mind when thinking of how God has given you hard no's when you wanted to do something or go somewhere. Yet in these moments, we shouldn't be discouraged about closed doors. Rather, we can be encouraged by trusting he will lead us through the right doors and into the right places. As the missions team continues to move into Troas, God does just that. And in verse 9, it says, A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go out into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This vision that Paul received from God is quite epic and unusual in the New Testament writings. Many theologians have made speculations about who this man was in the vision. Some have even said that it was Alexander the Great. Regardless, we must not focus on where scripture is silent, but rather on where it clearly speaks. And what it says is God's plan is for the gospel to go to Macedonia to save lost souls. While this story in the book of Acts is describing what took place in the church as they took the gospel from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, we too can make healthy applications on how to identify God's guidance in our decision making. First, God's guidance is sovereign. As I have said before, we must have faith that as God says no to one opportunity, and in this case, multiple opportunities, he will direct us to his right opportunity. We then must believe, as the first disciples did, in the providential leading of God's Spirit in our lives. Chance and accidents are not part of the believer's vocabulary, for we ultimately believe God is sovereign and working all things for our good and His glory. 
Notice also how Paul and the rest of the team did not become belligerent when God said no in the back-to-back situations. Rather, they committed themselves to continue to seek the will of God by pushing on doors. What we gather from this is that God has given us human responsibility to make plans, but in the end, God is sovereign and will direct us in the steps we should take. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of the man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Second, God's guidance is done in his infinite wisdom. As we seek God's leading in our life, we must accept that we won't always understand his ways. But we can trust him in every step because he is all-knowing. Thinking of these disciples for a moment, they were men who were passionate for sharing the gospel and building churches, but they didn't know everything God had planned for them. Instead, they moved moment by moment, believing God and obeying his word. Sometimes, actually most of the time, we don't know all that God is up to in our personal lives. In moments, we may even feel like God is leading us nowhere and that we are just in God's waiting room. Yet God's word tells us to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and do not lean on on our own understandings and all our ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. We must do what the Bible calls us to do, to trust in the Lord and to not trust in ourselves. Therefore, in our planning, we should seek his guidance and direction in each step we take, for he is good and his plans are are sure. Doing so allows us to stay sensitive to the Spirit's leading in our life, allowing God and His Word to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Third and final, God's guidance is both private and shared. In verse 10, we read the author Luke make the first we statement within the journey. Now, this could be a clear indicator that Luke has now joined Paul and the rest of the team, but it also shows that After Paul received the vision, it was the group who agreed to immediately go to Macedonia. Making this point allows us to understand that God calls and leads individuals, but he also works in the assembly of trusted counselors. Proverbs 11.14b says, In the abundance of counselors there is safety. This may involve seeking wisdom from other Christian men or working through life situations together, trying to figure out the right conclusion on the matter. But nonetheless, we should always be willing to seek counsel from godly men when trying to know God's direction and discerning his will. This is why meeting with other men in small groups is so important for our spiritual health. For it is a meeting place for God to work his word and reveal his will in the lives of his people. We hear and learn of God's revealed will through the reading and studying of his word. And we can, at times, discover his specific will for our lives through praying for his guidance and seeking wisdom wisdom from our brothers. In closing, I want to encourage you to consider how to discern God's will for your life, that you would seek him and discern his guidance, knowing that he is sovereign, all-knowing, and working through the people around you. Knowing these things will help you remain faithful wherever the Lord is leading you in your journey. That he is faithful to complete the work that he has begun, so continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is working in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Let me pray for you guys, asking the Lord to guide us in this week as we seek his purpose and his will for our lives. Pray with me now. 
Lord, thank you for your guidance. We trust in you. We know that you are sovereign and that you are good and that you're all-knowing and that you're working in our lives, Lord. And so we pray that we would lay down our lives this week, Lord, that whatever your will is, Lord, that we would accept it and that your will would be done. Lord, help us, encourage us in our leading, in our journey towards you, Lord, that we would uh, hear your word and that we would rejoice uh, because, Lord, you were the one who was faithful Uh, that you were the one who completed the will of the Father by taking yourself to the cross and dying for our sins. And so, Lord, we just want to ask that, Lord, we would live in a way that our lives would be cruciformed, that our lives would be like you, Jesus, and that you would be our ultimate authority, Lord, and that we'd be listening to your voice and that you would be leading us to places that you want us to go, that you want us to share the gospel and that our lives would be light and salt to the world, Lord. So I pray for the men and the people who are listening to this podcast. We ask that you would encourage us and that you would lead us, Lord, and that, God, you would be glorified through us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.